0: a new york jets podcast episode 11 teddy and i took a little hiatus this past week um but back in the swing of things we missed so much important uh news (laughs) and and drama in the world of the the jets didn't we teddy uh just so much that we missed out on
1: yeah it is it is not that time of year man it like i try to like get excited and there's just nothing
0: it's Nothing struggles. Going on. We're we're talking yeah. about you know the the boys hanging out uh you know on the team they're they're just they're getting rowdy on a weekend and we're talking about Zach Wilson's legs and yeah. that's about it. Hey, His one haircut. thing that I, we didn't put on the rundown, but I thought it was cool. Uh seeing, and this is just jumping right into the episode. We'll talk about what we're going into a little bit later, but uh I saw a picture of Sala at practice with the Sanchise and Nick Mangle. Oh, How yeah. awesome was that. Talk about that. that that's that's really
1: cool. That gave me like that was awesome. I literally sent that to, um, my group chat with my dad and my brother, and you know just got a kick out of it. because it's it's you know the last time the Jets were good, and then hopefully, hopefully the new the present where where they'll be good again. So, yeah, it that is- was sweet, man. I I I'm like I'm getting. I'm getting jittery just thinking about
0: it. It's always cool to see that, and I think the the front office of organizations does a nice job, kind of getting a feel for what the team is like and bringing back some of those players. And I can only compare to a to a Colts team, but you know, just seeing okay Marvin Harrison's showing up. Okay, now um, Robert Mathis was a defensive line coach for us. Reggie Wayne is our wide receivers coach this year. It's like cool to see, like as a team that has been down for a little bit is coming back up to try and bring some guys around. Obviously Mangold and Sanchez aren't, uh, aren't going to be um, coaching necessarily for the Jets, but it is cool to see them around. Cause I mean, even, even for me in my, two or three year stint where i really liked going to jets practices and i rooted for them like those are the guys that was like you just saw every day you know i got my yeah. picture with sanchez i'm sure we got a mangold signature somewhere i know you've got pictures with all of them at this point yeah it's just it's that's like the the four-year window for me that it's like oh these jets players like that's who i right. remember and enjoyed
1: yeah well and it's i mean it's similar for me because that's really like when i became a fan was seeing those guys every day and and getting to enjoy that and Mm -hmm. and what i love like mark sanchez is my favorite player ever you know like in history of
0: what was your gamer tag
1: sanchez sanchez 006 006 to kill you know (laughs) but uh but no i love i love that sanchez just has like like he has such an embarrassing career like all these like embarrassing moments that like people can point to and like and like kind of make fun of him and be like oh sanchez stunk like you know, which he he didn't end up being all that great, but because of that run he had with the Jets, like he always has that credibility of like I'm a Jets quarterback who saw success. You know, yeah. and it's he's I he's love the
0: most successful quarterback for the Jets of the last how many years? It's you know, yeah, it's... I
1: mean since like Pentington, I guess, but even right, even like I don't know how many AFC Championship games he went to,
0: right? And it's maybe funny, one or two. I don't know. Me, it reminds <laughs> Sorry, me of older Jets fans. Yeah. I should know that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're dating ourselves here yeah. um yeah it's it's child. almost like um <laughs> <game> 12 <laughs> it's like uh it's like everybody is is laughing about Carson Wentz on the commanders now and it's like he's their best quarterback since Kirk Cousins and so it's yeah. like yeah you can laugh about who Carson Wentz is and how goofy he looks and it, it but like he's the best they've had in eight years so you have to be kind of excited about it and that's you know Sanchez had a really good run. He he did uh, for a couple of years there, and so best that's, years um, of my life. Yeah, wow. That you peaked in in what was that? Oh nine. Yeah, 0-9, 0-9 and ten. Yeah, yeah. Those which
1: were the two years?
0: Ten was the year the game-winning field goal against the Colts in the
1: playoffs, e- yes, divisional round. Yes, yeah. yeah. But I think I think they lost. Wait, no. I, did, I did. Yeah, they lost, the they lost to the Colts. Two right, thousand nine, they AFC lost to the Colts in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was watching Wicked with my family. And I was like, what are we doing?
0: We're missing the game. And
1: there are these <laughs> Jets fans. This is a crazy story, but there were Jets fans near us and they were like giving us score updates throughout. No way. Yeah. But I
0: remember being at a and this isn't Jets related, but I remember being at okay. one of like Cortland High School choir concerts where where Teddy and I went to school for anybody who listens who may not know anything about us. But yeah,
1: just let them know.
0: Good old Cortland High School, and and your dad is sitting in the uh cafeteria, not at the concert, just with radio playing Syracuse basketball. Like, yeah, that's updates. what he does. And it's just that's like, that's the grind there. You know, Teddy's, yeah. Teddy's singing on the stage, but... Kevin's I have videos of
1: us, like, being at church, like, on Christmas Eve with, like, the football game, you know what I mean? Amazing. Like, That's yeah. perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you filled that in, because we have time to kill for this episode, but of course... <laughs> like you said it's it's the dead stage i think this was a good time to start taking a look at some of the position groups of the roster that are filled out and and we're going to call it reading the room so it's going to be reading the quarterback room and the safety room today um I, we didn't really have a specific order that we were going to go in but we decided that the position groups that we thought were pretty much set in place for the season would be the best ones to start off with of course you know some potential additions along the defensive line still linebacker all that so we thought might as well just start with two that are I would be surprised if there was any additional signing to at this point Um,
1: yeah and I I think that's something we might get into a little bit Um, but I I do just think it's over the next you know four weeks I guess we'll do one offensive group one defensive group and I think it's just a good way to to kind of take stock of where these, you know, individual position groups are at without having to, without having to kind of fly through it, you know, we can kind of actually look at each player and, and get a feel for, you know, what they, what they can bring to the table. So I think it'll be a fun couple of weeks, you know, kill some time and just, just go over the roster and and see, you know, where we stand.
0: I like it. Yeah. So um, before that, got to get to some housekeeping as always. not a ton going on, but um, one thing that was really cool is, he, as we all know, the, the New York Rangers are uh, surviving and thriving in the NHL playoffs. Sauce Gardner got a ton of love um, when they put him on the Jumbotron, so That's pretty cool to see uh, him that's repping fire. New York. I always get confused with how each um, franchise of different sports because New York City has two of each, like how they intersect with each other. Like Zach Wilson's at a Mets game. Is he going to go to a Yankees game at that point? Well, and, and he spoke to that. Yeah. And I actually, yeah that's I what I texted say. you and Brian is he's like, I just root for New York, which is a classic yeah, Brian. Just Christend, like my
1: brother. Yep. Yep.
0: Classic. But it, it's funny. because it, It's kind of like, what else
1: are you going to do though? Like if you're the Jets quarterback, like you're not going to, you're not going to put your stake in the Rangers or the Islanders. Like right. I know I would, you know, yeah. but.
0: Just go but. to whatever. They're giving you free tickets to go to a sporting event and put a jersey on and, and you're advertising, new york city so it's like why yeah, why wouldn't you do in. that gotta buy yeah. it so yeah so that was pretty cool to see um one actual update that has to do with the roster uh it was reconfirmed today or earlier yesterday that um the jets still have and, and Quan alexander they have a mutual interest still in in um bringing him in uh, as a depth linebacker to the new york jets Quan spent some time uh, with sala um, over in San Francisco had honestly his best years out there. Um, really bad injury history, kind of at the tail end of his career. But we we've spoke before about his impact. It's nice to see that even though a deal didn't get made a month ago when they first visited, they're still taking a look at you know bringing him in.
1: Yeah, and and I it's I've been very clear that I'm not confident in, in the linebackers we currently have. Um, so I would like to see this, you know, it's, I mean, it just is a guy that like you've seen be a good player on the field, you know, um, I do just like, I don't know. It's one of those things like, how, how's the injury holding up? You know, we still haven't got a deal or is it just, you know, we're going to wait until the very last minute, you know, and then sign you maybe when we cut someone or something like that. I it just kind of is confusing to me, but, but I'm happy to see that they're keeping tabs on him.
0: Now, on the flip side of that, because I remember when we talked about the Quan Alexander News, Akeem Hicks was the other name that was taking a look with the Jets, right? Defensive lineman. I believe no. that's oh it Ogunjobi. wasn't who was it? Oh, Larry Oganjoby. That's right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because which I, I just heard much of right. Just because I remember um I was seeing that um what's his name again? Who did I just bring up? Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks. He just signed with the Buccaneers today. So I, for there some reason, go. I got that mixed up. But okay, yeah. So still interested. Quan Alexander met a month ago. They're probably just taking their time. I'm assuming it'll be probably closer to training camp when they get yeah. a, a deal done. I don't know if we're he's...
1: that kind of stage where every contract we see now is just going to be like a vet minimum. You know what I mean? Right. Like so. So who knows? Who knows? Um, And obviously the injury thing is just kind of hanging over the head of him um, until he can show up on the field and kind of show everyone
0: that he's good to go. Right. And and it's been noted, he hasn't taken visits with other teams. So I I think maybe if anything, he's just trying to see how, how he heals up and how he feels in shape come July and August. So that that's probably there. I would say the deal probably gets done. I wouldn't see why not, especially if he's not meeting with other teams at the moment, but you never know, maybe San Fran or New Orleans, you know, tries to bring him back in, but. Um, last thing, another fun one, kind of like the sauce. We got Snapchat, Instagram videos galore of the boys getting at it this past weekend. Zach Wilson, Braxton Berrio, CJ Uzoma, and Dan Feeney uh, partying, playing charades. We got a, what's it, it's not a. It's not Olivia Cupo, right? It's the other one. It's the sister. I'm not one sure of who that is. I, I, it's just the most famous girl of the friend group was posting all the stories and the updates. So.
1: Good That's for what them. We got to good see. for them. Having
0: a good time. You want to it's see that, summer. you
1: know, especially you're a starting quarterback in the NFL for Zach Wilson. Go, go enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah. It's like, does I he, remember what
1: does he drink? Have we done this before? So I we haven't done, done this before. before. <laughs> we
0: haven't done this before, but I, I don't remember because our, there was a lot of talk about how he was drinking water at a hockey game. I do remember that. off season. Right.
1: I just don't know like what's good with like being a Mormon and stuff, I don't but know either. you know, that's cool. I, I'm glad he had fun. And yeah. and this is like now it's two years in a row where We where we just kind of get like, like this is that time of year where we just get to see like the Jets players just like all being boys and like hanging out and having a great time. And team chemistry is good, you know, and, and that's fun to see. Now let's, I still think that's the only reason Dan Feeney's here it's cause he was just Zach Wilson's like best friend. And they were like, well, let's just keep our quarterback's best friend around to be a backup, you know, exactly. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but you know, good for them.
0: Yeah. It, it almost Reminds seems me like and us, me and you, exactly. I, you just keep me around because I'm a, we're a good time and I'll grow yeah. out a mullet to, to make up for it as well too. <laughs> You've got the Wilson jersey on. So that's why I, I just assumed the role of Dan. Have yeah. I a... jersey every pod now.
1: No, so I, I'd switch it up, but I actually did want to touch on this because I uh I've mostly worn this Zach Wilson jersey, which is fire because Zach Wilson's a goat. But uh We're talking about him today. But I'm I'm deciding on my next jerseys, you know, and I'm thinking Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner. I think I gotta go Brees to start, but I mean who really cares about all this? But I, I my, care about I this Mesa because Brees I Ball. think
0: we need to have a conversation over it. What if the most volatile position doesn't pan out?
1: You're saying Run, a running back?
0: Running backs are so hit or miss.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I've done it. Before. I waited.
0: I waited until Jonathan Taylor was almost an MVP this past year before getting his jersey.
1: The thing is, is I have the 101 in our dynasty league, so I'm gonna take draft Brees Hall. So what are you gonna do at one hundred and three? I just got to buy in. I haven't decided yet.
0: You're gonna give me the pick?
1: I would love to if you give me I AJ know. Brown.
0: I don't think we're gonna do it. <laughs> we're not. Gonna All, right. Well All let's right, let's get, get into, into this jigs that was fun uh, yeah yeah reading the fantasy.
1: room we're gonna come we are, out with a new podcast where blake and i just discuss talk about our, our fantasy dynasty trades league. between our own teams <laughs>
0: just, just basically we should have scott and mike on here as well too because it's basically just that group chat yeah and then we yeah. roast the other people who are terrible at making trades anyways reading the room reading the quarterback room let's start off with it teddy we got zach wilson here starter hopeful future franchise quarterback Joe Flacco sitting there at backup and uh, Mike white still hanging around as well too. Let's start off. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go starter down for quarterback or go Mike white up to Wilson?
1: I say, let's go Mike white up to Wilson.
0: Yeah. I feel like it, it builds up the the conversation. So Mike white, you know, he had such a weird rookie season. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to to start kind of. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing about Mike White. And it's just, it's very, it's like, who really cares about like our third string quarterbacks? But, but, but the conversation is out there. Like, so Mike White comes in last year and, and has a great game and threw for like four touchdowns or whatever, caught the touchdown, led them to a win. You know, it was great. And I don't at all want to take anything away from that. And he did very well. But like we all we all know, like he did really well, just kind of following the offense, like checking down, you know, making the easy throw and and it worked out. And And then, you know, he never really kind of looked that good after that game. Next game, I think he had like four picks, then he got hurt, or maybe he got hurt, then he had four picks, something like that. But I just I think it's funny that like, like people are like, oh, like Mike White is like really good. You know, like I still just look at Mike White as a guy who he if he goes in, like odds are you're not going to get much done. You know, like odds yeah. are you're going to be you're going to be losing and, and not really doing anything. So I'm happy he's here as like a third string. I'm happy we don't have to rely on him as a backup. But like I personally just like, you know, he's fine and I and I don't want to take away from what he did. That was awesome. But at the same time, it's just like. Is he really all that good? I doubt it.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny because I have some friends that, and I have, I have friends that I I think are just so anti Zach Wilson that they use Mike White as just some sort of argument, right? But I do have friends that are like, no, Mike White's legit, and I I think what's interesting is if this was, if Mike White had you know shown his gamer to a flash you know, you even think about the first drive that he had against the Colts, um, you know, the really great drive just diced up their defense um, before getting hurt. If this was like 10 years ago and the quarterback position wasn't as insanely rich and deep as it was now, I could have seen another team just being like, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's let's if we've got, you know, a bottom tier quarterback as our starter, let's just bring in some competition. I truly believe that Right now, backup spots, you know, even some third stringers, it is just quarterback is such a rich position that, you know, I, as good as he looked in, in some flashes, I agree. I just, it's like, okay, he, he, like you said, checked down the ball. He did what he was supposed to do. It, it wasn't amazing. The numbers for some of the games look great, but it's also like, we know what a, a starting right. quarterback and- looks like at this point.
1: I think it goes back to like, well, I think I talked about it on last pod, but just how like, if you're not a Jets fan, or really, like, if you're not a fan of a specific team, and you're not watching them every week, then whatever their primetime games are, those are the ones that are going to stick out, you know, and it's like, everyone saw that. Well, maybe it wasn't even a primetime game. Maybe I'm getting confused. The Colts one
0: was. I feel like Mike White's
1: first game, maybe it was like the hype because the Colts one was a prime time and everyone knew that Mike White went off like the week before, before, but he really like, it's just like, it's, it's not like he's going to be a starting quarterback based on one good game that he had, you know? So it's just, it's funny that there is that dialogue, especially probably outside of Jets fans where people are like, Oh, Mike White, he can definitely be a starter. And it's like, no, he can't.
0: It it just is always it's 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 just fuel to people who don't like the starter, and it, it's it's yeah. you know it's the same argument people make about backup quarterbacks behind Tua. You know there was a lot of Jacoby Brissett love before, and and even Tua's rookie season. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then Fitzpatrick comes out for half the season, and he's just dicing it up. So there's right. always going to be.
1: Well, and I think both those guys are much better than Mike White well just also to, true. like also a very good stance point. clear <laughs> also good point.
0: those guys were the number twos and not the number three so right. uh, i'm glad we did it this way starting with mike white because ending the conversation about <laughs> on white, this would have been just to like boring. talk
1: shit about him sorry <laughs> mike
0: i'm glad we did that all right is there anything <laughs> else with mike white that that you think we should nah. hit on? i think that's good let's move let's
1: on. go to joey boy
0: joe flacco a really solid backup veteran quarterback. That's, that's where I land on with him. Obviously Joe Douglas goes and trades to bring him back in what two last off season or two off seasons ago. Uh, So
1: two years ago we had him. He went to Philadelphia. He wanted to sign with Philly, which was unfortunate, but he chose Philly. We traded for him after, after Zach Wilson's injury. Right. Um and you know everyone got up in arms they were like well why didn't you do this before and it's like because joe flacco didn't want to come to the jets he chose He chose, he chose the eagles exactly. but, but i'm definitely happy we got him i i really think that this is like the best case scenario for for our backup you know because yeah. it's a guy who has won a super bowl you know has been elite joe flacco is elite in this league you know, maybe not always the greatest quarterback, but de- like was a, an NFL quarterback con- that was consistently there for however many years. Um, and I think that maybe there's other backup quarterbacks in the league that like would give the Jets a better chance to win if they had to play. You know, of course there is. but But what I think about Flacco and where this Jets team is, you know, is like, I don't know. I just think I, I, I'm losing what I'm trying to say here, but I just think he's like a solid guy who who maybe he's not going to light the world on fire, but if he goes in, you're not going to completely say we're going to lose now.
0: To me, the, the best part about it is having a backup quarterback that understands he is a backup quarterback and that he is kind of just helping out the young guy ahead of him. And you see it from you know, and, and it's not that it's their job to do so. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill gets bashed because he says he's not going to help out Malik Willis. And it's like, yeah, his job is to be the starting quarterback. He's not the backup that's trying to earn his starting role. He's the starter. But when you have a backup quarterback, and I'm trying to think some recent examples, uh, the, the Foles went situation, you know, Foles played his balls out over the stretch wins, you know, the Super Bowl. And then you go into that next season, it's like, well, we had Carson Wentz, who was almost MVP, and now we've got this guy Foles, and it created this whole mess because Foles was playing like he deserved to be a starter somewhere, and he stayed in Philadelphia, and that kind of what caused it. But Flacco, not only has he, you know, you know won his Super Bowl, he's had a successful career, he's also been paid. And I think that's always a huge thing about it, too, is like, when you're – someone who is always looking for that big contract like if you haven't been paid yet like a stud quarterback you want that opportunity to get that money he's been paid he's been successful he understands his days as a starter or being a franchise quarterback for a team are done and he says you know what fuck it I'll live in New York I'll help out the the Jets here we've got a good culture I understand that I'm no longer going to be a guy that is going to, you know, a team is going to spend a ton of money on to try and, you know, compete for a Super Bowl with, let me just be a good dude, you know, still, still be able to get paid. It's not like he's broke. He's getting millions to be a backup quarterback. It's like, what's that a varsity blues. It's the best position to have being a backup quarterback. And so um, I think that he's as far as backup quarterbacks go, a guy in that situation is, is, the best possible backup for a rookie quarterback or for a young quarterback that still hasn't earned his stripes.
1: Yeah. I like what you're saying there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a guy who it's a vote of confidence in Zach Wilson, that, that Joe Flacco is our backup, as opposed to going out and signing Mitch Trubisky or, or one of these guys who people still think want to see, get that opportunity to start, you know? Um, And I, I do just think like, when you look at when he came in last year during Zach's injury and then the steps that Zach Wilson was able to take after that, you know, obviously he was able to watch Mike White and Josh Johnson and Flacco, you know, execute the offense in that in that time period. But I'm sure that just Joe Flacco's voice being there was a great help for him. And honestly, I think it was probably a great help for Lafleur as well, you know, just to have a guy seasoned in the league at, at playing quarterback running an offense hearing those play calls just to be able for la florida to, to talk to and say hey what do you think of this what have you seen you know so i think i think that is a really underrated thing is his ability to actually even help the coaching staff
0: definitely yeah i i just there's too many ways to mess with the head of a young quarterback you see it so often um, i'm trying to think i mean you know like i said with Wentz, um, Trying to think of even more recent guys, I mean, I'm sure it messed with two of his rookie season, you know, having Chris oh, Patrick, definitely, you know, take definitely. over for half the season there. So, to have a guy that understands, and Zach's talked about it a ton how helpful Joe Flacco has been like, he, he calls him like yeah. his dad almost, yeah, he it's calls like him his, dad, yeah, exactly.
1: And, and I mean, look at look at what uh, look at what they're doing in San Francisco, you know, the the coach much. came out and said, you know, I expect Garoppolo to get traded. You know and and maybe that's not like maybe he didn't intend to say that or maybe like the the pr people wouldn't have told him to say that you know but but it does it, it goes to show hey at least you know what trey lance our second year quarterback you're who we think is going to be the the guy who's going to take us to the next level you know we're not we're not kind of keeping one foot in both camps like we are right. going to commit to you even before this garoppolo situation has played out so it's just it, it, it does seem like at least that's two examples of teams realizing the importance of we got to let our guy know we believe in him so he can right. he doesn't have to worry about oh can i win my job this today he has to worry about okay i need to just get better today you know simplify it for him
0: exactly so yeah i think i think we both agree harder to have a a, a better backup situation the only the only thing that i would say is is to maybe wish that the backup was more talented But, you know, yeah, well, that's kind
1: of what I was trying to get at. Like, like, it's not it's not necessarily the guy who if Zach Wilson goes down, you're going to be like, oh, we're good. You know, like, right. But but if you do have a decent team, you know, maybe he can do something. But he's not the the type of guy I'm thinking is going to is going to yeah, like go out there and win a game on his on his merit alone.
0: Exactly. And I think we live in a time where there are a lot of teams that take that approach of like, even even if they have a great quarterback, we're just going to run the football, we're going to win with defense. And then if our quarterback can make plays, he's going to make plays, Um, you know, most notably the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like you can win in these ways without having a superstar quarterback. So it's good when your offense is going to operate like that. So then if the really good quarterback is out, you can still kind of get by by doing the same amount of things right um so yeah right. so so a really good backup quarterback joe flacco all right teddy let's talk for the billionth time mm. about zach wilson i put the sanchez 2.0 um but i love that yeah so um i, I it's tough because we we have really talked about him so much but what yeah if you just had to summarize or even just go where, where your thoughts are taking you talk about. Yeah. That.
1: I mean, I, like we have talked about it, you know, and and what it really comes down to for me and for, I think both of us, it just, I guess, is like a summary of what we've said in, in thousands of words over the past couple of months, you know, but, but really like, I think that all the talent is there. And I think that where he was lacking was in, you know, mental, technical mistakes, you know, not not setting his feet before a throw, not not stepping forward and throwing off his back foot instead of stepping into the throw, you know, not taking the the easy like three yard flat route when because he's trying to hit the 15 yard out route behind it, you know, things like that, where where it's not necessarily that he's not talented enough to make the plays, but it's just that he needs to get better at at making those decisions and, and staying, you know, staying true to his technique in order to like be consistent and make plays consistently and move the chains and things like that. Um, so that's kind of where I stand with Zach Wilson. And I, I do think it just comes down to, is he going to put it all together or not? Um, but, I guess when you just look at the room as a whole with Zach Wilson at the lead, you know, I, I think. The fact that he is such a question mark. And I mean, that's just objectively what he is, whether like I, yeah, I've, I've taken my claim. I think he's going to be great. You I know, think he's gonna be good too. Right. And, and a lot, he could be bad, you know, and it's at wrong. the end of the day, it's a question mark. So, so in terms of like, grading the room as a whole with Zach Wilson at, at um, the top. I don't think you can really say like, oh, they have an A plus room, you know, because he just hasn't shown it yet. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we have a second year quarterback that we're all hoping is going to be able to take that step. and And I think he's shown that he has the talent to do so, but it just comes down to mentally, is he going to put it all together?
0: To me, when you're a quarterback that can do the impossible, doing the easy stuff. It, it's, it's just going to find its way there the, I I just, I can't think of too many quarterbacks that are make all these wild plays, but then just never figured out the, the easy stuff. And that's right. what it is for him. We've talked about it. It's, it's the short throws. It's the timing of those throws. It is throwing his receivers open. Sometimes he's done a good job in some, in some aspects of that. But I think that that's one where he's, you know, throwing behind receivers or not anticipating where the defenders are going. There's, there's always, it's funny. I, I had been doing um, a Zach Wilson series on sports illustrated and it was like weekly. He was just overthrowing a running back in the flat. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just certain timing things and throwing motions. But when you're someone that has the ability to drop dimes anywhere on the field, I just have trust that the easy stuff through repetition, through just being comfortable is going to find itself there.
1: Yeah, and I think like when I hear that, um, I do kind of think back to Sam Darnold and just the way that everyone would talk about Sam Darnold, and they'd say like, "Oh, well, the 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 off schedule plays and the things he can do, just like extending a play and keeping it alive." Like that was what kind of gave you hope with Darnold, and but one of the biggest differences that I think between the two of them is that like Darnold had no arm strength, you know, and like just couldn't couldn't like get the ball deep. Whereas Zach Wilson has like one of the best arms in the league in just terms of pure strength,
0: strength. And so clutch. exactly
1: what you're saying, like exactly, like not only is he throwing bombs, but a lot of them have been pretty accurate. And there was a lot of deep throws last year that that could have been caught that were dropped, like drops, you know? Yeah. Um. And I think that you take you take okay well zach wilson yeah we're we're hoping for another quarterback who's like oh off schedule plays blah 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 but it's like okay when you're at the 30 and you can maybe throw to like the five yard line or the end zone you know and like make a crazy play like you add that to just a consistent like moving the sticks you know and then you add those flash plays and and that's what an explosive offense is you know that's the Bengals last year yeah so
0: yeah it, to me you know i've said there, it before
1: i i believe in him
0: right we both do and so we're we're kind of just repeating ourselves here but it it it's a little bit different because the athlete himself isn't there but it it to me it just seems so similar to the early stuff with josh allen and i'm not saying that zach wilson is going to get to that josh allen level but like rookie season the beginning of his sophomore year i mean dude was making some insane plays but it was the easy throws it was you know the slants it was just the timing was all off on it he had to you know i think he had to almost sometimes it's like you have to make those crazy plays to know how i not know how good you are but get a little bit of confidence going in you and then it's just the repetition and and allen took that step in the middle point of his second season and then has turned into
1: Top three quarterback.
0: At the very least, top three. I would probably say top two.
1: Me too. And so it,
0: and so it's just, it's crazy that, you know, I just look back at how hated he was in his rookie season. I mean, the dude was labeled bus day one and uh, people hated him coming out of college because of the completion percentage. And it's just some of those things just take a little bit of time. But when you can do the superhuman stuff, it once you get the easy stuff it's like it it turns so yeah i guess yeah go right ahead
1: i just just last thing i just and this is you know kind of random but i i just also think that like th- the jets ability to run the football is going to be so much better their ability to like run sets that are actually what michael LaFleur wants is going to be so much better like i just year two in the offense that Zach ends. Wilson doesn't have to be zach wilson doesn't have to be uh like learning the playbook he already knows the playbook now it's there's just so many of these little things that like all all of these conveniences for zach wilson's lining up you know like that is what what makes a second year breakout you know like a consistent playbook and and you know the same guys around you same coaching staff like all those things are going to be huge and we already know that zach wilson's the type of guy who is committed, you know, and is going to put in the time and the work in the film room and, and studying and things like that. So, you know, here we go again, but <laughs> yeah, I feel so good about it.
0: I have one more question before we give our final grades on that and then move into the safeties. How long into next season, if it starts rough, how long until you're like, uh-oh. Because we know the schedule, it starts. It's tough at the beginning, so do you give him a little bit of slack? But then, how long? But like, not even
1: like I. I, There's not a lot, you know. Like, because at the end of the day, right now it's hope. And if he comes out and is doing the same thing he did last year, you know, and is throwing 50 percent completion for 170 yards and a touchdown and three picks, like or whatever, you know, like it's just not. Going to be good enough so even if you're two games in and you haven't seen it yet it's like all right well obviously he's going to get the full <sighs> season i think but yeah but yeah, it's yeah. just like i i'm not going to feel good about it until i see it you know and I, I i i think that this should like it should at least be an offense that is competitive you know that is moving the ball that doesn't look lost so like all these little things where Maybe it's not that maybe it's not that we're winning and we're we're three and one, you know, but it's just that we haven't looked completely helpless and you know, maybe that's all it is, but it comes down to did Zach Wilson look good or did he look pretty bad in those four games
0: right. And it's good it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough stretch I like I said I I feel so. Not worried about the start of the schedule, but I I don't love it Um, all right. Teddy, final grade for the quarterback room as it stands right now, June 1st, when this podcast comes out. Give it to me.
1: Yeah. So we're doing this like out of 10. I'm yep. giving them a seven out of 10. Um, if we were grading on like a grading scale, I was deciding between like a C plus or a B minus. Would you, you want know? to do it
0: that way? Would you rather do it that way? Or I don't can't? really
1: care. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. We can do both, I guess. But, but, I guess I'll give them like a C plus. Um, I I just don't really feel like you can like say it's that good of a room. I will say just like, I think it was constructed correctly. I think, you know, they got their rookie, they got a good backup, you know, and then they have Mike White, who's at least shown that he can play and contribute if he needs to, but it's just like, it just comes down to Zach Wilson, you know? So if Zach Wilson takes that step, then maybe they're a B plus or an A if he shows he he's more like what we saw last year then you know it's a D
0: yeah that that was what my grade was I I I I like the the letter grade so I'm just going to go C flat C but it's it's got like B plus potential if Wilson takes that jump so that's where it's like right now where I see it and the questions of how we haven't seen it with Zach I'll give it a C if I was if I'm to project what I think Zach is going to be it's in that B range and You know, like I said, if Zach Wilson just if it all flips early on, I mean, this is this is the way you want your quarterback room structured and it could be not one of the more confident quarterback rooms, but one of the most sturdy at the very least when you consider one, two and three. So I think it's 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 in the right place. We just need to see their top guy take that step before we can give it to him. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. Well, so quarterbacks done. Let's move on to safety. I feel like safety is not as as fun as quarter as quarterback. But I yeah,
1: don't know. I think maybe this one we should do top down.
0: Top down. Okay. Perfect. So let's uh, let's start off with with the new guy in town, the new heartbeat of this defense, Jordan Whitehead, safety My from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've thought in terms of just total impact and what he's going to bring to the team, the most impactful. Free agent signing of this past year. I just think he is going to—he's a perfect solid fit. Just a guy that is a fucking menace on the football field. Um, Teddy, what do you, what are your thoughts? I guess on him as a as a starting strong safety.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I talked about him in our breakout episode uh, for players that I think like we're gonna outplay their expectations uh, for where like fans where I felt fans were rating them at the moment, you know? And I just, I could not be more happy, like more excited to, that we got Jordan Whitehead and to see him play just because watching him with the, with the uh, Bucks these past few years, I mean, I said it before, he just, he, he jumps off the screen, you know? He's that type of player that, that just seems to always be doing the right thing. He's a leader, he's out there, he's vocal he's he's directing the defense you know i i decided i was thinking a few days ago i don't talk enough about how i used to be a d3 football player so i think i need to sprinkle that in more often but you know Mm -hmm. i used to play safety division three football no big deal forget it can't forget um so you know i kind of have an affinity to safety now that we're talking about it maybe jordan whitehead is my next jersey that i buy
0: i would like that one he's got the contract
1: yeah i mean he's just a stud and and the fact that like we actually have safeties that can be reliable as opposed to what we've had these past two years which is kind of what we're going to get into when we talk about the whole rest of this room you know but but just to have a guy that you know you can have out there and trust and especially being paired with with salah leading the defense i just think this couldn't be better for our defense and it's just really exciting
0: yeah i think it's it's funny when you talk about where the defense struggled last year and, and even specifically the safety room, they were bad against the pass and they were also very bad against the run. I think they were bottom five in, in uh, total team run stops that this past year. Um, so really just didn't get up and, and, and help out their front seven make plays in the run game. Um, and even if you want to go back, actually, I have it right here they have been one of the worst teams in safety run stops over the last like four or five years. They were tied for fourth this past year, tied for fourth the year before. Are we sure that's not just because
1: of their dominant defensive line?
0: Yeah, true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. That's
1: so. mostly a joke, though. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> but their and D-line, I'm pretty sure their D-line has, like, led, maybe not this past year, but the two years before, they, like, led the league in run stops, okay. which I always was like, sure. that's a dumb stat, though, because teams run also, on us because teams, they're up, like, 30 up. to 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's hilarious. Good to see we're on okay. the same page there. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that. So, yeah, and, and then I think, it, like you said, you know, last year, Joiner, who we'll get to in a second, and Marcus May appeared in five out of a potential thirty-four appearances. So, getting a guy in there and look, Whitehead has had injuries. That comes with the territory. Or did I did I say Whitehead or Joiner? Whitehead you said Whitehead. His head. Yeah. He's had injuries. That's what happens when you throw your body around. But I think you're still getting him at an age where he is still. Yeah, what got is he? Twenty five. I think twenty five right now. I mean, yeah. he's in the
1: prime of his career. Like one of the and that's yeah. what I love. You know, it, exactly. when I said it on the breakout, I thought he, for some reason, I thought he was like 29, like the fact that he's still a 25 year old, you know, I love that.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. I I mean, he's, he's one of the hardest hitting safeties in the run game. He is, uh, I've got it right here. Fourth among safeties for tackles for loss against the run since 2018. So just one of the more guys that, that gets in your face and, and doesn't let running back, you know, get past them. Um, He's just the only thing I mean, and, and he's not expected to be great in this area. He's not great against the pass, uh, you know, and, and he's gotten better through the years of his career. So you would hope now, I mean, the Bucks were a really good defense. Um, so it's not to say that they were a bad one by any means, but being in this unit now, hopefully maybe he's not relied on too much in that area, but it's not. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully strength.
1: with our corners, we can, exactly. we can kind of make up for that.
0: Right. And so I don't know, I just like I said, I I think he's like I said the most impactful free agent just in terms of what he's going to bring to the locker room and just put out on the football field and as far as a starting strong safety goes, I like him more than Jamal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's a lot more of like a reliable person and name than than the free safety we have opposite him
0: yeah so you, move, Joyner, you, you know into that yeah talk about Lamarcus. i just i mean that's unfortunate it but. is
1: just like a funny like dynamic because we're just talking about how excited we are for whitehead and then it's like to me whitehead seems like the surefire thing you know and then you look at joiner and joiner is again i mean we keep saying it and that it, it kind of defines the jets but it's just a big question mark it's it's you know he played one game last year got injured in the first game and you know, he's 32 years old. How good is he actually going to be?
0: Yeah, I, that is the tough part, because I I think if you take a look at starters on the depth chart, and I know that linebacker is a big weakness right now, but you would probably say Joyner is up there as one of the lower, you know, tier of like, I'm comfortable with this guy as a starter. Um, But he's been around. He's played different teams. He's, you know, played a bunch of of different positions in the secondary as well, too. I believe he was a corner at one point converted to safety. Um, I think where you... I don't know. I it's tough when you when you just go out there in your first game and it was what the first or second series and he was out for the season. Is that what it was? I mean, that's it's just so so. tough to get a read on where the guy is going to be at. But also when you're at that age, it's like, okay, maybe this just is where he's at. Um, So, yeah, it's funny because, like you said, very excited about Jordan Whitehead. LaMarcus, question mark. But I think if he's healthy, he's just he's going to be a sturdy starting safety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's exactly it is that he's the kind of guy who, if he's going to be out there, you're not going to have to worry about him too much. You know, maybe, maybe he can't make every play in the world, but, but he's going to do the right thing. You know, he's going to know what he's doing out there. He's going to be able to make plays, but it's just, I feel like, I feel like there's always like old safeties just like hanging around, you know? Always, uh, is. I mean, what's his <laughs>
0: name? Weddle. Weddle came out of retirement yeah, for the yeah, Rams in the Super Bowl and it just it, it's funny. a Super Bowl victory. And he, he got injured in the Super Bowl as well, too. They're always they're like, yeah, I'll go mess some people up for a few games and then probably get banged up. But right. Um, I think he's at least earned, uh, you know, it's not earned, but you almost are just like, well, we could have been excited about him last year. And, and then, you know, you just you didn't get to see what it turned into. So I think he's at least earned the starting job from week one. And then you just kind of figure it out if one of these guys behind him, um, which we're we'll right get into can kind of take over that role. Um, let's skip over this number three guy. Let's save him for last. Is that okay? Or do you want to, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, these, these other four guys just all seem to be four guys, you know, just throw it at the wall. Who's going to be, who's going to find themselves in the backup position, you know, um, I guess we'll just list them. You know, it's Ashton Davis, Jason Pinnock, Elijah Riley, and Will Parks. Those are kind of the four guys that that we see um, who actually have a chance to be the, the backups. And they each have, you know, like kind of, a, they each have like a, oh, maybe they could, you know, some type right. of potential, but it's hard to actually say like which one of these guys is going to find themselves sticking. Um, I know that your favorite guy is, is, well, I'll let you take it away.
0: Yeah. Pinnock Uh, to me, I, I, just, I, it was a stretch where the jets defense started to play a little bit nicer toward the end of the season, I guess, you know, the jets just carried momentum into the final year. And one of the things that stood out from that was his play, you know, Pinnock drafted as a cornerback playing as a cornerback, then transitions to play safety. And after a month of playing, you know, got three games in at safety or a month of, I guess, practicing at safety, got three games in to finish off the season, weeks, 15, 16, and 17. And I PFF graded him as like a top four safety in that stretch and, and PFF argue it, don't argue it. Uh, People will, people will use PFF when it it feeds into what they want to talk about. And then they'll bash PFF when it's, it's something that they don't agree with. Right. So I, I get the
1: it's a frame of reference, though, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, it, it's not a perfect system at all. But h- how else are you going to sit there and say, OK, how can we quantify h- how the safety is, you know,
0: individual's value?
1: Right. And so even by whatever means it is, the fact that you're able to finish that highly, you know, shows you're doing something right. Um, so I definitely, you know, I, I think he's a, a guy to keep our eyes on. Yeah. You know, and I think he's probably the most likely in my mind that I would hope would would get one of those backup roles. Right. Um, But. Again, you know, it's just a question mark, but I mean, you are right. He did. He had to make that transition from position from cornerback to safety, which obviously there's going to be some type of learning curve there. And then once he was kind of established there, he was able to to show, you know, pretty decent play.
0: Yeah and he did it relatively quick and then you just hope that okay a full off season he can really so- solidify himself as hopefully the number 3 guy there. Now if you had to pick one for yourself because I know we were talking about another guy before the show is there one that to you is like okay let's give this guy an opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean this th- truthfully this is just difficult for me w- with Elijah Riley and Will Parks. I like what I know about them and I just Last year, our safety room was just so decimated, you know? And I just remember all of a sudden it was like, who are these guys? You know, like I I feel like I like missed them even getting signed, you know, or whatever it was. But, but I think both of them were like okay last year. You know, they didn't do anything that like blew me away, didn't do anything that like made me think they were absolutely terrible. I think the fact, I think Will Parks is the one they re signed this year. Um, So the fact that they, brought him back and like went out of their way to sign him kind of makes me think he'll have one of those backup roles um at least to start but i mean like i said this whole room after whitehead and then i'll say after whitehead and joiner but you can even throw joiner in it's just a lot of question marks and it's a lot of okay we need to see who's actually going to stick here um i mean in your mind are we we even going to have all six of these guys on the roster i guess probably three each but i i don't even know if if
0: i don't know if you would i think you could keep five
1: yeah i mean depending five on, seems who contributes realistic. on special teams
0: yeah that's that's probably where it's going to come down to is one of those guys can't also help on on punt coverage so he, he probably gets the boot <laughs> but i would uh, i would assume I don't know. Do you keep three each? I would, I don't know. Keeping
1: people always confuses me because it's always just like, where are you going to pick? Where are you going to cut a guy? Where are you going to keep a guy? Um, Yeah. I do think it's funny though, that we've had this whole conversation and we keep talking about Pinnock, Riley and parks. And we're just, you can tell both of us just, hate Ashton Davis, which I think is in line (laughs) with what most Jets fans feel about Ashton Davis.
0: I, I love here. I, I asked the question on our rundown. Do you still have hope and you go only in my Madden franchise? What's he yeah. turned into over there? No, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> he's just in my Madden franchise. He's like
1: a solid starter, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I'll keep he's the not Davis around, <laughs> you know? And he has just truly like shown nothing. And I mean, I think he was injured last year um, and he's dealt with that, but, but, he is one of those guys. I remember when we picked him, and the initial reaction was like, "Oh, well, why would we pick this guy?" But then, like, really quickly, everyone kind of turned and was like, "Oh, this is this is our future, Jamal Adams. You know, this is kind of the the right. jack of all trades. Like, this guy's going to be a stud, and just really has has done nothing, you know." And I think we're at a point with him where, okay, if if you if you can turn it around and you know show that that there was a reason that they drafted you where they did and, you know, show that you can actually play then fine. You know, that's, that's a plus for the jets. But I think the more likely scenario is that, that he's not even on the team, you know, yeah. come week one.
0: Yeah. He's the defensive Denzel Mims.
1: Yeah basically that's what yeah. i was thinking of when i said that it's just like but, he's a guy that
0: it's like you have more hope in Mims. go yeah we'll, we'll talk about wide receivers
1: <laughs> i want to talk <laughs> so, about him right now <laughs> but we we're not I going won't. to I won't. we're not
0: going to ashton Freaking davis Mims. yeah i just i think um franchises are starting to do or at least well-run franchises are starting to do a better job at cutting ties with players and not giving them a you know not because a lot of the time, it they feel like it hinges on them. Like, oh, I drafted right. this player, so if I cut him after two or three seasons, what does that say about my ability to draft? But when you're an organization that does a very nice job at drafting in certain areas, and you know the strong class they had this past season, you just take a look and you say, okay, that guy didn't pan out. It's just it's it it happens. It happens. It's more likely than not that your draft picks don't pan out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it is interesting because this 2020 class, you know, is is not shaping out to look very good. Yeah. You know, when and that doesn't look good on Joe Douglas's resume. But and people want to say this is an excuse, but I still hold to the fact that Joe Douglas was picking for a completely different staff, completely different system. And that like he's made it clear many times what they're what they're you know, processes in in having the coaches kind of identify what kind of guys they want. So, so I still think that the coaching staff's like fingerprints are all over that. And, and what you said, it's better to cut bait than just try to prove you're
0: right. When you're a new GM that is coming in with two months of prep for a draft, you're drafting off of that previous scouting department and they're drafting for that current coaching staff. It's the same thing. I am just going to have to keep comparing it. It's the same thing with Indianapolis, their first year with Chris Ballard, who has done a fantastic job building up the Colts over the last five years, his first draft Malik Hooker in the first round. He's out of there. He's like a depth safety in Dallas. Second round, Quincy Wilson. He went to you guys for a bit, didn't he? He was on the jets for a little there, I believe.
1: I'm thinking of Quincy Williams.
0: Quincy Wilson's cornerback. He he either way, or maybe I'm thinking Pierre Desire. You guys, Pierre, there was a point uh, where the Jets, is there was a point of. where the Jets signed like yeah. eight cut yeah. players. But yeah, so Quincy William or Quincy Wilson, he's not on a team now, I believe. Um, Terrell Basham, Zach Banner, the only guy that we drafted that really stuck around was Marlon Mack. Like when you're like these GMs that are hired in January or February, the drafts in April, you have to just use your current staff and they're trying to build the team for the coaching regime, not based on what you believe is the right pick. So I think when you take a look at these teams that are hiring new GMs, but keeping old head coaches, that first draft is always going to be a mess. And I think that that's something where you'll just take a look a few years back. And if if Joe did well this year and he does well next year, you look at that first one, you kind of laugh at it because the Colts, yeah, i sure I would have loved to have drafted better in 2017, but we crush it in 18, 19, 20, and, tw- and hopefully 21. So it doesn't even matter.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, you look at this year's draft and last year's draft, and already they seem to be a lot better. So, yeah, exactly. That's where we'll land.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, final grade, Teddy, for the safety room. Let's just do the the letter grades. I like that better.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going C minus. I mean, I just think after, after Whitehead, it is not very strong
0: yeah.
1: um you know and some of these guys may turn out if joiner can be a good starter and then some of these guys can solidify themselves as backups it does make the room you know just more solid maybe brings them up to a, to a c plus or a b minus but at the end of the day with only whitehead it seems like we really only have one like game-changing player in this group whereas i think a higher grade we would need you know like just more depth and more consistency in the starters
0: yeah i'm I'm going to go C minus two. I almost feel like that's too high, and I kind of want to do a D plus, but like I I don't know, that just seems disrespectful to Jordan Whitehead.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I think we have I'm going good...
0: I'm going to put a D plus on there. I'm going to say it's ah. just Jordan. Because well, I'm also taking a look at our number grades that we have on here, and you gave a six, and I gave a five, so I just I have to go lower. I think I'm I'm just gonna go D D plus here. I do think that this is yeah, this is gonna be one of the position groups that's probably the lowest graded as we go through this series. Twitter's gonna hate us. But what I would say is (laughs) what I would say is is also it's not like yeah, Twitter's Twitter's followers. By the way, shout out to Teddy. Uh,
1: I just think it's like realistic. You know what I mean? It's it like we gave the quarterback room a, a C plus, you know, and yeah. it's like at the end of the day, they could very well be a B plus, but right they now should. they're not, you know, exactly. it's, it's that. And they, yeah. We're not so.
0: projecting. We're just saying with the room as it is now. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go D plus because I think it's the probably the the weakest position group maybe outside a linebacker. I don't know. We'll have to talk about them in a little, in a, in a future episode. I think episodes, that's
1: but... correct, but, I mean, I, I wrote this down. I mean, the only safety I really see that's available that kind of sticks out to me is Landon Collins, who's 28. I know he's kind of stunk these past few years. I mean, would you have any interest in him and did the Jets bring him in, or is there any other guys you know of that are available that, that you'd even consider? Um,
0: Not that... I know of that are available to me with Collins and that's, it, it always gets down to finding the complementary role, but Collins is probably more of a strong safety at this point. So then you're just kind of adding in a second Jordan Whitehead. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the safety room is pretty set at this point. I think they're comfortable giving it another run with Joyner. They say, Hey, last year you got Banked up very unlucky the timing of it it's almost like carl lawson but obviously lawson's a much better player um but you're just taking a look at it and you're saying that was unlucky let's give you another go at it and and hopefully it's it's better than
1: yeah playing five i snaps. also think you know i mean we we were all we are all saying it last year that you know hopefully robert sala can can kind of raise these guys up, you know, and be that guy as he like showed he was able to do in San Fran, you know, making linebackers who weren't as good a lot better, you know, and making the defense who had a lot of injuries and, and, you know, had a lot of reasons that they could have been bad and that there were no names out there, but they still were able to produce, you know, so hopefully like that can all be taken in as well. And again, with this second year, second year in the system for these guys too, you know, hopefully, hopefully some of these one of these five or four backups can can really step up and we're, and we're going to be more confident in this room but right now it's still just uh wait and see exactly
0: all right well good i feel like that's a that's good on us ted i think we did a i like yeah. the the framework of that and we'll continue it on for the next few weeks as we go through the rest yeah of the and i chart. think
1: that as we get into the other position groups i think it'll It'll get really fun, you know, breaking yeah, down there's some great the ones cornerbacks to is gonna be awesome and the Edge receivers rusher. and the running backs Receiver. and building Really, I mean the rest of them are pretty exciting. I would say Linebacker yeah, it'll be of, really interesting to talk about just in terms yeah. of what can they do, you know, what do we expect?
0: This was so, a good warm-up for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. To Chasing 69, a New York Jets podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We forgot to do it at the beginning. Damn. Make sure to follow us on weeks. Twitter. It is. We we had a little break. We'll get back at it. At NYJ underscore chasing 69. I'm at Blake Andrew Pace. Teddy is over at Teddy Huncho. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, any last words, Teddy? I, I had you give a shout out on the last episode. The ending of last episode was Absurd. I don't
1: even me. remember who'd I you shout out. You gave a
0: shout out to Barack Obama because you were watching a. um Netflix Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I couldn't think of anyone. Well, I was going to say just... this
1: at the beginning, but I guess we'll end it on. I watched season four of Stranger Things and holy shit! It it is the best television I've ever watched. Like really? it is so 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 amazingly good. Really, season three and season four both were like mind blowing. I. I thought season three was the best. I now think season four is the best. The whole show is great. But like the this past season was the best television I've ever seen.
0: I've never given it a chance. I I haven't watched like a
1: second of it. Dude, for Nancy, man.
0: Is that where that comes from? yeah <laughs> i had no idea i just thought you guys the same all the time
1: no that's a stranger things guy
0: that's hilarious yeah no i uh i just i i never gave it a shot i've watched two new shows over the last don't you know,
1: know that everything that i watch you gotta give a shot i disagree
0: <laughs> i don't know i didn't watch that I'm obama earth documentary you were talking about or
1: <laughs> dude it's just I... like planet earth I've for national parks
0: two new shows i i didn't watch tiger king i didn't watch outer banks you were a big outer banks guy outer Banks is sick
1: tiger king never gone. watched
0: it i watched uh you and i watched ozark and those are the two and that is it and they are fantastic
1: <laughs> i love how you like group all those random shows together those two are perfect like, together come out in like the past four years
0: i just i don't watch new stuff i i watch live uh sports games i an old jets game for legitimately two and a half years now i do watch the uh bills chiefs um playoff game eight times now seven times now just That's a replay crazy. of it but no i watch i watch uh sports games and i watch it's always sunny in philadelphia as i fall asleep and i've done that for two Look at us
1: shouting out our favorite shows
0: i know this is good content This is what the people i've like. also been they rewatching watching star wars fucking will parks really yes. i had someone tell me i need to get into the kenobi series
1: yeah well that's kind of what i'm doing i'm disney plus released a bunch of stuff on disney and plus. so i'm uh or they released um like stuff to watch to like catch up so i'm rewatching the trilogy and some clone wars things i've
0: never seen before nice. and
1: yeah shout out star wars shout out stranger things shout oh, out i got a
0: lot i got a lot more time on my hands maybe that's how i'll spend my nights all right thank you guys so much for listening We'll catch you next week. Take care.
1: Peace.